Hey everyone, this is Sophie, and today I will be introducing everyone to someone very important to me, my mom. Without her, I wouldn't be able to live a happy, healthy life. With the dictatorship on the horizon, my mom and her family had to flee the Philippines and start a new life in America. The second she stepped foot into this new country, she was faced with the struggle to overcome poverty while still diligently studying to build a career for herself. From a poor immigrant to a successful doctor, this is the story of my mom, Leilani Peraz. What was it like for you after you moved to America? Well, when we moved to America, we did not have a lot of money, so um, we lived in a small apartment in Chicago, in a not great part of the town. Um, my parents worked opposite shifts, so they always had someone with us. My mom would work overnight, and my dad worked uh, during the day. Um, so we didn't see them both at the same time for many days in a row. Um, and because it was not a safe place to live, we didn't get to go outside and play on the playgrounds or hang out with friends like many of you guys here on Mercer Island get to do. Okay. What was your daily routine like growing up, in high school specifically? Uh, so, like you, I'd get up and go to school. Um, and then oftentimes, after school, I would work at one of my jobs um, in a um, Chinese food restaurant, um, kind of checking people in and taking orders and things like that. On the weekends, um, I would uh, um, get up really early and work at a, a veterinarian office um, for all of Saturday and then go to my other job at the Chinese food restaurant. How long were those shifts, would you say? Let's see, the vet shift on Saturday morning um, usually started at 6 and would go probably till 1. And then um, the, uh, the restaurant shifts um, usually would last 3 or 4 hours. Okay, good to know. So knowing your family and the environment you grew up with, what was it like growing up in a household where you were constantly being oppressed for being a woman? Well... Um, in the Philippines, in the household I grew up in, many actually other Filipino uh, families in, at that time, in the 70s, um, viewed women, uh, girls um, as um, things to not only be cherished, but also to be protected. So as part of the protection, the girls wouldn't get to do as many things as um, their brothers. Um, also in Filipino households, at the time, as I imagine in many other households, the older kids got to do more things than the younger kids. So um, age would trump um, first and foremost. But then if you were a girl, even if you had a younger brother, you would have less freedoms um, than your younger brother, like I did. Um, so I didn't get to go um, outside and hang out with my friends as much. It was very limited as to who I could hang out with. If my parents couldn't see me, then it couldn't happen. Um, I also wasn't allowed to stay out as late as they would um, when it got to be dark. Um, I'd have to come in, whereas my brothers got to stay out hours and hours later. Um, the other thing was I also couldn't do um, a lot of the things they got to do. So um, I didn't get to um, play some of the sports they wanted to play. Um, I also had to do all the chores in the house. Um, so that was including laundry, which I started doing when I was six, and, um, you know, cleaning and vacuuming, cleaning the bathrooms, 
um, dusting, things like that. Yeah, that definitely sounds different than what I'm used to. And speaking of differences, did you ever speak Tagalog at home? And for those who don't know, Tagalog is a Filipino language. Yeah, it's the main dialect of the Philippines. Um, and um, we did, we spoke it, I spoke it until um, I started kindergarten here in the U.S., and when I started kindergarten, my mom didn't want us to have accents and didn't want us to be held back because of any language difficulties. Um, so she told us to stop speaking Tagalog at home. Um, and so it was only English from then on. Okay. Besides the differences that we already talked about, um, how else was my childhood different from yours? And this can include like my younger age and also where I am now. Um... We already talked about how I didn't get to do as much um, as my brothers and as you do now, all the opportunities and sports and stuff you get to play um, because I was a girl. Um, also, um, I think maybe when I started in eighth grade or ninth grade, um, I started my two jobs and sometimes I had a third job, which was babysitting um, to make extra money. The other difference is what we talked about where my parents weren't really around to support us because they were busy working. So when my mom was at work, my dad would be at home and then vice versa. Um, so they didn't get to come to a lot of things that I would be in like band concerts and you know things like that. Yeah, definitely seems like a tough environment. How were you able to maintain motivation through the hardest moments in your life while trying to become successful without your parents being there to support you? I think um, because they weren't there to support me a lot, I learned how to kind of rely on myself, which as an adult was really helpful. Um, and also, I think just staying positive and knowing that I could do what I needed to do as long as I worked hard enough. Okay. Was there someone in your school or life who made a big impact on you? Yes. Um, when I was in med school, um, it was my first finals. And I had, um, the prior summer, uh, done research with a professor who um, was a lady that's about my age now, so late 40s. Um, she had had breast cancer before, went into remission, and then got it again, um, while I was working with her that summer. And so um, she was also one of my preceptors at school who would help teach me. And um, I was stressing out about my first finals um, and I was complaining about how much I had to study and how I had to stay up, up late. Um, and um, she looked at me and um, she said, this is all a choice. You don't have to be here. You don't have to take these finals. Um, and it, and it brought light to the thought that, you know, it's true, everything is an option, and I didn't have to take um, those finals, and I didn't have to stay in med school, but it's what I wanted to do. So from then on, knowing that she also was dealing with a lot of stuff, including a recurrence of her cancer, um, which would eventually um, end up taking her life, um, she, you know, I kind of realized that we all get a choice, and when you make a choice, and even if it's hard, to not complain about it because that's what you've chosen. 
do you think she played a role in you're able to maintain motivation this? Yeah, she she um, she did. Whenever I, it was difficult, and um, when I had to think about all the difficult things we had to do, um, including you know during training when we'd have to be up all night um, working in the hospital, um, I I always remembered her words and remembered that it was a choice. And um, she was able to deal with a lot of stuff and be a giving person. And so I thought I could do the same. After all of that hard work, did you have a moment where you realized you made it? Ah, um, yeah. So when I was little, it sounds really cheesy, but my goal in life was to be a doctor, have a husband who was nice to me, um, have, an, have a nice house, and um, have two kids, and two dogs. So um, uh, Sophie um, is one of my, um, is my youngest child. Um, and so when she was born, um, I'd already, I was able to go through medical school. My um, husband and I were, had bought a house in Seattle. Um, and um, we already had two dogs. And um, Sophie has an older brother. So when Sophie was born, um, that was the day when I realized that I'd made it. Aww. If you could give your younger self any piece of advice, what would you say? I would say to not take things so seriously. Um, I was a perfectionist growing up and felt like I had to to get where I needed to go. And yes, you do have to work hard, but you don't have to be perfect. Um, and um, to be okay with that. All right. Unfortunately, we are now coming up at the end of the interview. This is just a reminder that it is possible to overcome difficult circumstances and follow your dreams. With that, this has been the story of my amazing mom and her journey to overcome poverty and become successful. Thank you for listening to 889 The Bridge.